0: Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer.
1: And I'm Jake Sherman.
0: And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Tuesday, October 5th, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got to look at the political calculus and what's at stake for President Joe Biden, Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer when it comes to the debt ceiling. Number two, New ads out supporting Democrats. And number three, the Chamber of Commerce's new position, old position on infrastructure and reconciliation. All right, Jake, let's get into it. We break down in this morning's AM newsletter all the details about kind of where... The political calculus is for the president and the two leaders in the Senate. Maybe we just take Joe Biden first and then we can kind of go through quickly what is at stake, particularly when it comes to the debt ceiling and this crisis uh, that is getting a little scarily close at this point.
1: Yeah, it's getting close. And, you know, it's about time, frankly, that the um, that everyone get involved here because we're we're we're, I, I don't know. I don't have an argument that this should not be in full crisis mode at this point, to be honest with you. Um, the, uh, let's, we could start with Biden. He's actually last on the list in our newsletter, but we could start with him just because we're first what, what
0: the in, the in the morning and the daily punch though.
1: <laughs> yeah. We're just switching it up because the daily punch audience deserves special, uh, order or something like that. <laughs> um, so listen, uh, I, you know, I understand the White House doesn't want to be involved here. I mean, they see this as like a stupid issue and um, the debt ceiling needs to be raised and McConnell's a jerk and he's inconsistent. And it's like, uh, fine. But this is the president's. This is the this is presidents have to deal with stupid issues all the time. Um, I, I, I hate to say it, um, and and they have no ability to sway McConnell. So they got to figure out a way out here. Everything comes back to, to to the president. I hate to say this, Anna, but like he's the president, and he controls de- the the House, the Senate, and the White House, although barely both the House, and the Senate. Um, but I, you know, the Republican Democrats are convinced that Mitch McConnell will get blamed, and I, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure we'll get blamed here. I have no idea. But if they are the adults in the room and McConnell's the baby, according to them, then like the adults should figure it out. Uh, That's kind of what everybody, uh, you know, I I think Democrats, some Democrats at Capitol Hill think this as well. So, um, what's at stake here? Everything. His agenda could be delayed. I mean, McConnell is doing this ostensibly to screw with Biden's agenda. Um, and, uh, you know, I, the, the, president's gotta, gotta get in the game here. He got in the game yesterday and gave a speech after not, after staying quiet and not seeking to, um, to make a big deal of this for a long time. But you know what, Anna? It's, it's about, it's about time, uh, uh that he gets, that he gets in the game.
0: Yeah. I, I agree with all of that. I mean, I think it's interesting, just to your point, how quickly they have had to shift from basically saying, "Hey, there's nothing to see here, folks," to Joe Biden probably getting on the phone with Mitch McConnell to try to see if there's a way forward.
1: Um, yeah, and sh- I've, I've just for a note here, I've tried to get them uh, engaged with us on this for weeks. Like I've, I've tried to, to understand where they are, what they were going to do, you know, all of those things. Uh, and they've their basic view of this was like, I'm, we're not getting involved because uh, we don't want to make this like if it's a crisis, why do we need to scream crisis? Like it's not going to help the problem. I've tried to get them tried to get interviews with principals on this and and have been unsuccessful. So I know full I know firsthand here that they they've wanted to downplay this for a while. All right, let's look at Mitch McConnell's position here because he basically is the guy who's
0: staked out this position position since mid-July, that he and his Republican colleagues are not going to participate in lifting the debt limit uh, that Democrats should go it alone. Clearly, the incentives here for McConnell is he thinks this is going to be something that Republicans can use to target Democrats that they're, uh, you know, reckless with uh, the national debt and with the deficit and spending, particularly going into this $1.9 trillion American rescue plan, uh, coupled with inflation. Uh, You know, I I think his incentives are pretty easily figured out. I think the real risk here, I would just say, is (laughs) uh, defaulting on the country's debt limit is not like shutting down the government where, you know, we we have a little stopgap and then they figure it out and they pass it, right? Like the pressure on Republicans as we get closer to potentially defaulting on the debt is going to be very, very intense. He He's probably one of the only people who could withstand that, but it will be something to watch if his Republican colleagues continue to back his thinking when you have Wall Street companies, uh, big donors, very, very concerned,
1: yeah. um M- McConnell is betting here um that he gets no no um fallout, right? That's his bet. I mean, I, I don't know that that's the right bet. Um he I, listen, I think Republicans are particularly peeved that Democrats had a way to do this. They had a way to to get uh, to get all of this done to 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 um, uh, raise the debt limit without Republicans, and they're purposely choosing not to to spite him. Um, and by the way, there might be some truth to that. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't rule that out in any way, shape, or form. I mean, I think there's there's potentially some truth to that. But all that said. Um, um, you know, uh, he, this is a risk for him. There's no doubt about that, that this is a risk for McConnell. And the biggest risk is that this gets closer and people, and people, um, uh, um, ditch him. So, you know, um, I, I think that's, that's part of the equation and he needs, people need to understand that, that McConnell is not bluffing here. You know, he's just not, I, you know, I, I, I don't know what to, t- I don't, he, like, he's going to, he is going to um, hold out here as long as he possibly can, and he has his people behind him. And um, you know, this is not a game, Anna, of like who's have who has the better moral position, right? Like this is a game of who is going to blink. And and I don't know what to. I, it's scary. I mean, God, we've been through a lot of these fights over the last ten years. This is a, this is as bad as it's gotten. All right, let's move to Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. His position
0: quite clear, right? He believes Republicans should just get out of the way, let Democrats raise the debt limit. Uh, he's engaged in, to your point, a very scary showdown with Mitch McConnell. He's clearly, you know, just frustrated by McConnell. You know, for for Schumer, this is not their first rodeo. This is not their first fight against each other. When you look at you know, Merrick Garland and the Supreme Court nomination in 2016 and the fact that McConnell held that up, you know, McConnell's going to do what he wants to do. And I think for Schumer, the the question is really going to be, you know, he hasn't, they've had this sidetrack process where they could have done another reconciliation bill. He's chosen thus far not to take that off ramp. Um, and, you know, the the weakness is, you know, Democrats control all three uh, levers of government right now, and <laughs> there there doesn't seem to be any willingness between him and McConnell to find a
1: pathway forward. Schumer, yeah. I mean, listen, I, I don't quite understand why Schumer didn't put this in reconciliation to begin with. I mean, I know there's a lot of people in the Capitol who share in, in, in Schumer's caucus and in the House Democratic caucus. You know, there's a lot of people who don't understand this, and I, I, I feel like that is— um, it's understandable. <laughs> I don't understand why he did, why, he, why he took that that route either. Um, so I mean, listen, Schumer, I you know, if I'm reading the body language, is is sick of McConnell and sick of this nonsense, and and you know, there's and that's fine. I mean, I I don't I don't disagree that this is that that. Listen, people have made you know. I, we were talking to Dick Durbin yesterday, Senate uh, Democratic Whip, number two in the Senate, who basically said it's ridiculous that that you could that you can filibuster the debt limit. I, that's that's actually a fair point. Like maybe maybe you shouldn't be allowed to filibuster the debt limit. There's another argument that that would effectively end the filibuster. Um, and but like I, I, I get Schumer's frustration here. They go around this merry-go-round with McConnell every time. He's definitely He's definitely they're definitely hypocritical here, and McConnell, you know, is is trying to find has constructed this standard that no one that he shouldn't raise it in divided in in unified government. I mean, I, you know, I don't he finds he finds standards to fit his his his. um His position at the moment. There's no question about that. You know, and I I think that's what frustrates Schumer. But Schumer's playing with fire here. If you think McConnell's going to, if you think either McConnell's going to cave or his members are going to cave, you're playing a dangerous game.
0: All right, let's go on to the number two story of the morning. We have some news here that Building Back Together, an outside group focused on boosting Biden's agenda, is going up on TV in Representative Alyssa Slotkin's the michigan democrats district as well as representative haley stevens another democrat from michigan district touting the benefits of the package i think this is just you know worth noting quickly because it is interesting uh that you have started to see some of these democratic outside groups start to try to help out uh moderate democrats who are clearly going to be under fire in the midterms as well as just you know even though they haven't it hasn't passed yet they're already touting it which i also think is always kind of funny
1: Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, listen, but it's nice air cover, right? I mean, Biden's going to Michigan. These ads are going to be running. Um, The funny thing is, I think Slotkin and Stevens get better districts in redistricting anyway. um, But they're some of the most endangered Democrats, right? So uh, I guess this is smart. Um, And, uh, you know, I think think this is... you know, on the other hand, someone made a point to me, and we, we should write about this at some point, Anna. This is a, a story meeting as well. Um, I guess so. If With Biden at 30% or whatever he is, let's say he's 35, 40%, do Democrats really want him on, on TV for them? Like, that's a, that's a good question.
0: Certainly something to ask going forward, for sure. Let's move on to the number three story of the morning, the outside game. Man, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, they have spent months suggesting that the bipartisan infrastructure bill And the infrastructure bill were not linked, despite obviously all of the obvious evidence that they are indeed linked. Uh, Yesterday, Alina Treen from Axios scooped uh, that the chamber was withdrawing its support for the bipartisan infrastructure bill. This comes after we reported yesterday that House Republicans had booted the chamber from its strategy call but wait, wait, now it appears that maybe they do support it when just not when it's linked. I, it feels like a very confusing message right now.
1: Yeah, the chamber's confused, it seems. I mean, um, I don't really know, Anna. You could talk a little bit more about this. Um, you know, they decided to get away from um, de- Republicans and embrace Democrats in recent in recent months, years, whatever. But this is an organization that seems very confused, uh, very much a mess here. I mean, listen, let's just talk about the substance and I'll let you talk about the chamber after this. Um, so they they don't want the reconciliation bill and the infrastructure bill to be linked. They're linked. I, mean, I don't know what to tell you. They're linked. They're all part of Biden's agenda. One wouldn't exist without the other. It's not as if Democrats, it's not as if Congress would be passing an infrastructure bill without the reconciliation package. So like, I don't understand what they're thinking. Their position is confused. Um, the person behind a lot of this is Neil Bradley, who uh, was the policy director for Eric. Cantor, you remember Eric Cantor was the majority leader. Uh, uh, back in the day when the chamber, goodness, you couldn't do anything in the Capitol without the chamber if you're a Republican. Uh, we're not in those days anymore. Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy have basically decided the chamber has no place in their in their Republican conference. I, I mean, the chamber, I'll let you talk about the chamber, Anna, because my my little my, my little Capitol Hill mind does not cannot be wrapped. cannot understand the chamber.
0: No, I think it's just important to note, you know, after this story came out, the chamber then sent out a statement last night to us wanting to clarify their position. And they said, I want to make clear that the chamber, this is Tim Doyle, a spokesman for the chamber, saying the chamber continues to support the Senate passed bipartisan infrastructure bill and believes it should pass the House as a standalone bill unlinked to the proposed tax and spend reconciliation bill. He continues, the chamber is continuing and expanding its efforts to defeat the reconciliation bill and opposes efforts to link the infrastructure bill to the reconciliation bill. That was Tim Doyle, the spokesman for the chamber. I mean, the point there is just, you know, they're they're living in their own reality, right? As you've said quite clearly, and I, I think everybody has, these two bills are linked, whether you want them to be or not, that is just a fact. I think the real question here, and you alluded to it, is just, You know what's the what's the chamber's political future in terms of who are their allies? Uh, Republicans have become much more populist uh, and and kind of you know aren't necessarily the ally to big business that they uh, certainly once were. And I think the question is, you know, who who. What could the chamber do, honestly, in, in some ways to get back with Republicans if they want to? They certainly aren't going to find a lot of homes with Democrats uh, because their positions aren't uh, aligned. And so I, I think that's the the big question going forward is is wh- what does the chamber do? How do they, you know, kind of maneuver in this new Washington era?
1: Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't know. Um, you know, I, they... They seem to get a little bit anxious when Democrats took power um, and and, you know, that's and they made a calculation that they should be with Democrats. Um, I really don't get this. These the idea that these bills are not linked is just, you know, again, like you said, it's its own reality. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't it doesn't conform to everything we know about about anything related to governance and legislating.
0: All right. And with that, thanks so much for listening. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.